Hello, welcome back to the Potentially Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lindsay and Isabel, and today, ugh, we gotta talk about falling off the wagon. So, as you guys know, I said I would be completely honest with you about my struggles and how I'm doing with all of my goals, and I've told you that I can pretty much hit any goal in my life except for my health goals. I really, really struggle with my health goals. And so I told you that I would be honest with you and if I messed up, I'd let you know. So for the past couple weeks, I really fell off the wagon. I have had pizza burgers and pop, all the things that I wasn't supposed to be having until my birthday in November. And it started off as one cheat and it spiraled into lots of cheating. And so I am back on the wagon now and I'm going to remain on it until my birthday in November, but I did fall off of it. And there's a bunch of different reasons, but in the end, obviously it was my fault. So instead of, you know, giving up for the rest of the year, which I'm definitely not going to do, I just got to suck it up and say, all right, we got to start again. And with my health goals, this is something that I definitely have to do a lot. I have to start again because... I just struggle really, really hard to stay motivated with eating. And I think for me, eating is emotional. Like it's an, like I emotionally eat. So when I'm sad or angry or whatever, it's like I want comfort food. And so there's been a lot going on the past few weeks. I've been stressed because school is ending and trying to get all of that done while working on the podcast. And we have friends who are moving. And so, you know, that was just sad because I won't get to see them anymore. And so there was just kind of a lot going on. And there was some family stuff and I obviously everything with the coronavirus and jobs and Jacob's schooling and it just seemed like a lot and so you know I did I fell off and so I wanted to tell you guys so that way you know that if you mess up it's not that it's okay but it's going to happen and what you got to do is you just got to get back on it. I think it's just important to admit to people who are keeping you accountable that these things happen. I mean it's going to happen to everybody. You can't follow some crazy diet your whole life, which I'm not saying yours is crazy. This one's actually pretty normal because I know you've been on some crazy ones before that I was like, I don't even know how she's doing that. But you can't stick to a diet for your whole life, probably. You're going to have a day that you cheat on that diet. So understand that can happen, but it doesn't mean it has to ruin your plan for your health for the rest of the year, the rest of your life. You can get back on it. Right. And I think that's the important part is just don't stop trying. So maybe health is really easy for you, but you really struggle in your finances or you really struggle with your career or with your relationships or whatever it is that you have to work hard at. The health is just a thing that I have to work hard at. It does not come easy to me. And I also have So I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, but I have PCOS, so it's like this hormonal thing and it sucks for my metabolism and it's just not fun. And so I've been trying to figure out what the best diet is for that and how to help for that. And I also have psoriasis, which is an autoimmune disorder. So I have a couple of these health issues that I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to lose weight because losing weight will help and what's what's best for me to eat as well while I'm on these things. And so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to cut out some food groups for a while and slowly add stuff back in um, because that is what they say to do to see like where your intolerances are. Um, So I'm definitely going to be cutting out dairy because that's um, an intolerance that Isabel has and I've heard that quite a few people have that intolerance as well for PCOS. So I'm going to kind of start there and see how it goes and hopefully, you know, I can stay on track with this one and I'm sure 
there'll be times where I want to slip up, but I just got to stay focused. And now that it's summer, it's actually nice because I'll have a couple months off of school and it'll give me some extra time to really focus on the area of my life that I struggle with the most. Yeah, I think health is really hard just with how you're eating, you know, because I'm the same way. I like to eat a lot of food, especially when I'm emotional. Luckily for my life, my metabolism is pretty good, so I don't see the effects of it that much, but I do know when I'm eating a little bit better, I do feel better. And like Lindsay said, I can't have dairy. I'm allergic to it. And for a while there, I was eating things like ice cream just because they taste good and making myself sick and just ignoring the sickness because I was like, oh, that moment of eating that ice cream was so great for me. But since I started trying to get pregnant and did get pregnant, I haven't been eating dairy at all anymore because obviously I want to make sure that I'm healthy for the health of my baby and that's what's most important to me. So for me, that was a good motivator to kind of get my health back on track a little bit, especially with the dairy. And I think I said in another episode that One of my health goals was just to make sure I was taking my vitamins and stuff, which obviously I take my prenatal vitamin every day. Then I also have to take calcium vitamins because since I don't have dairy, I lack calcium a lot, which I think that's a really good thing for people to find out is maybe you're lacking in some of these vitamins you need and that's what's like partially making you feel worse. Even if you think you're eating healthy, you could have a lack of something. So I think that's a good thing to find out and vitamins can be really helpful with that because sometimes it's hard to eat enough calcium when I'm not having any dairy. Yeah, when I went to the doctor to get all my hormones and everything checked out, they also checked like my vitamin levels and stuff and I was short in a couple different vitamins, um, vitamin D and vitamin C. So I started taking vitamins for that. Um, So you can definitely be short vitamins and when you start taking them, it does help you feel a little bit better and get some more energy back, I think. I think the energy level is the biggest thing when you're short in some of your vitamins. Or not just the not just the energy level, but I was getting like some bad leg cramps a while ago, and so I figured out that I thought I was sh- like not getting enough potassium because I know potassium has to do with cramping and everything, and people will be like, "Oh, eat a banana because bananas have potassium." But I found out that I was actually short in magnesium, and magnesium is what allows your body to process the potassium. So I wasn't actually short in potassium; it was the magnesium. So you can find out some interesting stuff about that and solve some of your problems. Because man, getting leg cramps in the middle of the night is not fun. Those things suck so bad. So if I can avoid getting those, I mean, that's just that's awesome. That's the worst. I'm not lie. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, have you started getting leg cramps since you've been pregnant? I know some people who get pregnant get pretty bad leg cramps while they're pregnant. I haven't gotten any yet. I hope I don't because, I mean, in the past I have gotten them where they wake me up in the night and it's like hurting really, really bad. Right. So hopefully not, but... <laughs> Yeah, it might be it might be later in the pregnancy or maybe you're just not going to get them. And if you don't get them, that'd be great because ugh, those things suck. Yeah, I'm having plenty of other issues. I don't need leg cramps added. So I think what I like to do when I find myself, you know, definitely falling off the wagon (laughs) is kind of just doing a little reset. And so figuring out what's going to get me back on track and Again, it's kind of hard for me too because not only am I trying to figure out how to lose weight, but I'm trying to figure out what is the best food for all of these different things that I have. And the doctors don't really have the best answers. They kind of give you conflicting ideas and they're not really sure. So I think a lot of it just depends on your body and what's 
going to work for you. So I think that's why I want to try doing just, you know, stripping it down to some pretty basic meals for a couple of weeks and then slowly adding things in. Almost like how you do with a baby. You know how you're only supposed to give a baby like one new food every few days or whatever just to see, you know, how they react to the new food and make sure they're not allergic to it or whatever. I feel like that's what I need to do with myself. And our mom has celiac. Well, she has an autoimmune disorder. They thought it was celiac for a while and then now they think maybe it's lupus They're not really quite sure. They kind of go back and forth of what she actually has. But anyways, she has an autoimmune disorder. So when she first got it like years and years ago, she stripped back her diet and then she slowly added stuff back in to see what was bothering her. And so I think I kind of need to do that a little bit just to see what the heck is going on. I think that's a really good idea, but also can be pretty hard to do. I mean, it's definitely really hard to do. I, I would say that's one benefit of our friends moving away is that for a while, I'm not really going to have anyone to hang out with. So it's really, it's a lot easier to do food stuff when you're not going out with your friends all the time, because obviously eating is a very social thing. So when you're out with your friends and they're getting pizza and they're getting beers and they're getting whatever it is that they want to get, it's really hard to say no, because you feel very left out and it feels isolating and it sucks. Like it's not fun. Everyone else gets to go have fun and you don't get to do that. And honestly, it even sucks. Like growing up, I always felt really frustrated because Isabel and Vicky are just, they have really good metabolisms and they're pretty naturally skinny. And so they could eat what they wanted. But if I ate as much as they ate, like I would just gain weight. And so it was, it was definitely frustrating growing up. And I'm sure a lot of you out there have that experience where maybe you're like Isabel and you don't have to worry about it as much. Or maybe you're like me and you do have to worry about it. And it's just, if you're like me, it's just, it's always been something in your life that you're trying to figure out how to overcome and you don't have the answers for you. I'm working on getting the answers. Hopefully I will have a success story for you and you can kind of see what I did and maybe that'll help you lose weight. But right now it's hard to give you guys tips because I feel like I'm just in the thick of it and you know, trying to find my way out. And our cousin actually, so she lost a lot of weight by being vegan and I'm not willing to be vegan just because I really like meat. <laughs> But she has really good um, ideas for healthy recipes. She cooks really, really healthy. So she's not just, you know how some vegans and vegetarians will eat like a lot of crap and just not eat meat and dairy and whatever? She does not do that. She cooks really, really healthy food. So I've taken some of her ideas and I've started implementing them. And I think that's really helpful. So I basically just kind of take her recipe, but instead of doing, you know, a fake vegan meatball, I'll put in like a real meatball or something like that. And that's actually been really helpful. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is when you're cooking for yourself, finding the recipes that work for you. Because a lot of times when me and Nick are making meals, if we're thinking about our shopping list, we just go back to a lot of the same things that we're used to cooking. So I actually have to research new recipes to try to get different ideas for us because I don't really like having the same thing over and over. Which takes a lot of time. So I think that's part of the problem of why people kind of don't want to take the time to do that is because you're so busy with your job and your family and every all the other obligations that you have that you're like, oh God, I got to find new recipes, new exciting things. Like, uh, I'll just go through a fast food drive through Like, even though it's sometimes cooking doesn't even take that long, it's almost like the thought process behind the cooking and getting the things you need is the part that like really takes a long time. 
Yeah, I agree with that because when I'm doing my research for recipes, I try to find ones that aren't going to take us very long to make because after I worked all day, I don't really want to cook when I get home. And luckily, since school had been canceled and is all online, Nick's been home to cook every day. But if he's not home and I have to do it, it's just really tiring. So I like to find the quicker recipes that are still healthier for you because, um, yeah, I'm not like Lindsay in the way that I need to focus really hard on my meals, but I just like to make sure I'm getting all the food groups. I have like vegetable, protein, carbs, because I don't know why. I'm someone who if I don't have carbs in my meal, I won't get full. So I have to make sure I have that. So I don't really cut out any of the food groups other than dairy, just because I'm allergic to that. But I try to just keep a wide variety and that makes me feel good. Like I don't just do junk just because I can. Right. And so if you're somebody who you're like as well and you're naturally skinny, I think that's something to keep in mind is that just because you're not seeing outward signs of bad eating, that doesn't mean there's not things going on internally that you need to keep an eye out for because obviously you don't want to have long-term health side effects by, you know, five years of just eating greasy burgers and that's all that you've eaten. So in a way, (laughs) in a way, I guess my body's telling me at least like, hey, you need to figure out your diet because I can see outward signs of it. Whereas Isabel doesn't really have that. So I guess that's my silver lining. (laughs) That's my silver lining for being overweight is that, you know, my body's letting me know that I need to get it figured out. And you know, that's another one of my goals is to get it figured out before Jacob and I decide to have kids because um, with PCOS and everything, it's usually more difficult to get pregnant and it's usually more difficult to carry to term. And there's usually some other, you know, issues that you have to think about. So I don't want to add anything to the plate. I want to make sure that I'm as healthy as I possibly can be before we go into it. So that's something that's really big on my mind. And when I mess up, you know, it's like it's like a cycle. So I mess up and then I feel bad about messing up. So then I eat more bad things because I'm an emotional eater and it's like this terrible, terrible cycle, which I'm sure a lot of you out there can completely relate to. And so it's trying to figure out how to break that cycle. And I think one of the biggest answers will be to figure out what is actually going to work for my body because a lot of times, you know, I've been eating healthy and eating healthy for months and months and I don't lose any weight. I lose zero weight. So it's really hard to keep staying motivated when you're not seeing the scale go down. And, you know, that might be wrong because you can say, well, no, you're not losing weight, but you're, you know, you're eating what you're supposed to be. So it's really good. But I think that's actually hard in like in real life to feel that way. Not to use any of this as an excuse, but just kind of trying to explain to you my thought process and how it feels and why I feel like I'm kind of stuck in this rut. And so that's why I think if I can really isolate what exactly is bothering me and I kind of have a feeling it's dairy and I really, really love cheese. So I'm not excited about it being dairy, but I kind of have a feeling it's dairy because, you know, I feel like that would just be my luck. And that's the one thing that I haven't really tried getting rid of. Like I've gotten rid of carbs. I've gotten rid of different things and I've never actually gotten rid of dairy before this. So I kind of have a feeling it's dairy and it's been dairy for Isabel and Isabel is shaking her head at me right now because she's been (laughs) telling me for years that I should get rid of dairy and I haven't listened to her. So I'm going to try to listen to her now and if it helps, then that's great. And we can all make fun of me for being bullheaded and not listening to her earlier. I know. That was my advice. Just try it. It might be the dairy. And she's like, I know you love cheese. I get it. It's hard. 
It is. I got it. I put cheese on literally every meal. Like, if it can have cheese on it, I put it on it. And, like, I'm the person at the restaurant when you order pasta and the waiter comes around and starts putting Parmesan cheese on your pasta and says, like, tell me when. And I'm just, like, sitting there staring at the waiter awkwardly because (laughs) I want more cheese. And they're like, oh, my God, lady, are you done with the cheese yet? And you're like, no, actually, I need a little bit more. Why don't you just leave it on the table? That's probably going to be easier for both of us. So that's the level and the amount that I love cheese. (laughs) So... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough, but if it helps me feel better and it puts me in a better place for, you know, feeling good about myself and the way I look and getting ready to have kids and everything in the future, then, you know, it'll be worth it. Yeah, it's worth it in the end. I mean, everyone always asks me how I cannot eat dairy and I'm like, it's not that bad because I've been doing it my whole life. Obviously, it wouldn't be that bad. It's worse if you're, like, cutting it out after having it your whole life. But they actually have a lot of substitutes, like, I mean, almond milk, which I know Lindsay already does almond milk, so it's not that hard. You can make majority of things dairy-free pretty easily. It'll be okay, sister. Thank you. Thank you for the vote of confidence. I'm not sure <laughs> it'll be okay, but, you know, I'll, I'll make it through. Um, but I really wanted to do this episode for you guys today just because I wanted you to know that I was being completely transparent with you. And if I F up, then I'll tell you that I F up and we'll go on and move from there because, you know, I don't think we deserve to be congratulated for things that we don't do. And I told you guys that from day one. So if I don't do what I said I was going to do, then I'll tell you and you can, you know, give me a little bit of a hard time and then we'll move on and I'll do better next time. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast and of our social media and everything is just you're not going to be perfect the first time around and you just got to keep trying. And there are different areas in our life that come easier and come harder to us. And this one is just something that comes harder to me. And that's just something that I have to deal with for probably my entire life and it probably will never go away. It will always be something that's a little bit of a struggle. Even if I lose the weight, I'm sure it'll still be a struggle to keep it off and not gain it back and not fall into old patterns. So yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know how I was doing and I'm going to get back on there. And so if you've fallen off any of your goals since January, then now is the time to get back on there. Don't wait until next January. Start today. You still have half of the year left. You can do it for half of the year. All right. I hope you guys liked today's episode. And if you did, make sure you share the podcast, right? Review it. Go follow us on Instagram at livepotentially. You can also go to our website at livepotentially.com and find our podcast there. Find our um, budgeting spreadsheets, all the stuff that we do, a little bit about us, our contact information. You can sign up for our email and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. (laughs)